Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Thanks for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where each week we sit down and have discussions about Christian faithfulness in the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our ministries, head to citychurchtallahassee.com. Hey guys, this is Hunter Levine, the college pastor here at City Church, and thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast. There's a lot going on right now in our world today. There are a lot of people who are hurting, upset. There's a lot of people who are looking for clarity on how we can best respond to important issues like racism, evil, tension, division. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be taking some time on this podcast to look into some of these issues at hand, and I hope that these next few episodes will help you to think Christianly about what is happening in our world today. Today I want to talk about engaging in civil discourse. A definition for civil discourse is a conversation or discourse intended to enhance understanding, whether that's the person who is asking questions, the person providing answers. On both sides, the, the desire is to gain understanding. And I want to add that we want to do this as people who are rooted in our identity in Christ in His Word. And as a result, we should have a distinctness about how we engage in these conversations. And I'm very convinced by what I'm seeing happening today that it seems like many people are not handling the conversation well and that it's causing a lot of tension in the body of Christ. So today I want to talk about six things that we need to grasp in civil discourse. Number one is that we always want to seek the truth. Christians are called to be people of truth, and we should work diligently in the search for truth. This can be really hard in a postmodern world that often says there's your truth and then there's my truth, or truth cannot really be found. But as Christians, we should believe in an absolute truth, and we should seek uh, discernment and be diligent in trying to find truth. And this often requires us asking clarifying questions before we jump to judgments. We want to make sure that we do all that we can do to understand what others are actually saying. And this can be hard in a gotcha culture uh, where people are often trying to quote-unquote beat one another in arguments. And let me just say that this often requires a lot of patience and time, which if we really care about the issues at hand, we should be willing to give people be patient with people and give people time. But as Christians, we are always called to seek truth, and we should be willing to do whatever is needed to truly figure out what happened. Number two, Christians care about the condition and formation of others. So why should we participate? What's the point in trying to help people understand or potentially change someone's mind? It's because we love them and we care about them, and we want others to see clearly the way that honors the Lord, and to see things in a way that aligns with the Scriptures. I'm reminded of Paul in Romans 12, where he says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in the view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. And then he says this, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. This should cause us to ask a few questions of ourselves. Who or what is shaping the way that we think about these issues the most? Is it social media? Is it television? Is it influencers or news outlets? Or is the Word of God and thoughtful conversations with our brothers and sisters in Christ shaping the way that we think about the issues today? 
Once again, God's word should shape not just how we think about these issues, not just what we care about, but also how we express them and how we have civil discourse with others. I'm also reminded of what James says in James 19 through 21. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Not saying that we don't speak, not saying that we don't get angry, but that we're quick to listen and that we understand the danger of human anger and how that does not accomplish God's righteousness. And then what does he do? He points them to what? Humbly receive the implanted word. We want the word of God to be the shaping, driving force in our life, whether it's issues that are political, whether it's racial issues, whether it's injustice, whatever it may be, we do want the Word of God to be the thing that we are rooted in and that is driving us not only to engage in these conversations, but shaping the way that we think about them. So let that be a reminder to us that we need to be well-rooted in God's Word. Number three, Christians are called to Christian values. It's one of the ways that we mirror God. We care about justice. We show others grace. We have empathy for others, and we love them well. And I want to get to this more in a bit, but we need to be careful about assuming that brothers and sisters in Christ do not have these virtues if they're not expressing them how or where or when or as quickly as possible that you would like. But it is important to know that caring about justice and other virtues is not a choice. They're not optional for Christians, but rather they're a call for all Christians because of what we have in Christ. We might have differences or nuances about what some of the implications look like, but we should all share in those values that are rooted in Christ and God's word. Number four, Christians understand that the world is filled with sin and that they are a part of the issue. This means that there is a need to look inward and to be introspective. And to quote Paul in Romans 3.23, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I heard it once put, the same sin that corrupts the world is the same sin that runs through every sinner's heart. This doesn't mean that we don't call sin out or call injustice out, but that we do so as one sinner calling out to another to recognize and to repent their need for Christ and change. And this should cause us to have a posture of humility when engaging in these issues. Number five, not all Christians are going to believe the same quote-unquote best practices of civil discourse. A brother and sister might be aligned with you, but not agree where to have these conversations. Speaking personally, I'm not convinced that Facebook and social media is a very powerful or effective tool, and I feel like it seems to cause more division and misunderstanding than bring about progress. So personally, I've stepped away from it, not because I do not care about the issues at hand, but because after a lot of thought, I want to prioritize conversations in my own home with my family, friends, speaking in congregational settings and places where I believe the conversation can be more fruitful. And I want to add here, just because someone isn't using social media the way that you want them to or doesn't speak to something as quickly as you would like them to, does not mean that they don't care or that they oppose you. We should operate with some good faith here that maybe the person's wrestling with some heavy thoughts about the issue. Maybe they've come to a very thoughtful decision about how they want to use social media or engage in the issue. But it's very prideful for us to assume the motives of others. And that brings me back to an earlier point 
that we need to ask clarifying questions and reach out to others and be willing to have more personal, in-depth conversations and not just run to conclusions because people aren't going about it the same way that we are. And lastly, we need to have an eternal mindset. We know that God's justice will prevail in the end. And although there is sin and evil and injustice in the world today, this is not the end. And in God's word, he has shown us how justice will play out in the end. That doesn't mean that we don't care about present issues today. But it means that even in the midst of pain and injustice, we have hope as Christians. It gives us the strength to fight for long-lasting change. I hope that these are some things for you to think about And I want to encourage you to continue to listen to brothers and sisters in Christ and engage in discourse in ways that you feel like is fruitful and productive. If you have any questions or you'd like to discuss this further, please feel free to reach out to me at hunter at citychurchtallahassee.com. Let's close in a word of prayer together. Father, we're grateful for this opportunity to sit and to think about the privilege it is to share your truth, your values, and your love for all God's people. Father, we just pray that as we do so, that you would help us to be people who love the truth, who care about shaping the way that others think and see. But Father, we pray that we would do so from a place of humility and love, and we pray that we would articulate your truths well, and that we would participate in discourse in a way that honors you. And we ask that you continue to bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thanks again for listening to the For the Campus podcast. If this podcast was helpful for you, please take time to share it with others. Also, feel free to reach out to us online. Have a great day.